Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is the Summer Breakfast. Ricardo Ball, Mitch McLennigan with you at 20 to 9 on your New Year's Eve. And joining us uh, to talk uh, fishing, a man who, uh, what he doesn't know about putting a bait on a hook isn't worth knowing, Bruce Duncan. G'day, mate. How you doing? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Kieran's uh, still getting uh, fishing tips from him, so he's not there. Uh, let me know when Kieran's got his... It, it was good practice, uh, right? It was, good it was yeah, good practice. Strong. Yeah, but he, he's there. He, uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce is uh, so somewhere around only tangy on a, on a charter, I, I believe. Uh, how you doing, Bruce? Oh, we're doing well. No, not on a charter. We're just simply just enjoying life. And uh, weather's getting a, a bit grumpy, and I'm getting a bit grumpy with the weather, and probably half of New Zealand is at the same time, mate. Yeah, well, we we did hear in the news today that because there's um, uh, the El, uh, whatever the weather pattern at the moment, I always get them all mixed up. But we have got warmer weather down here, might see us getting uh, a, a few different bites, a few different catches, something a bit more tropical. Uh, are you seeing any of that? Yeah, interesting thing. I had a, a call from a mate of mine who had done a lot of game fishing in the past with, and uh, he had uh, up the back of the boat in Admin Bay on the outside of Motutapu, Mahi Mahi. A couple of mahi mahi. Now, no way. I can never in my life ever recall mahi mahi being basically inside the poor nights. So there you go. You know, you just never know. It's our story. If you don't keep your eyes out, um, you'll you'll never know what's going on. But yeah, definitely this um, warmer weather uh, and warmer sea temperatures. A lot earlier, sailfish being caught up. Ah, uh, not sailfish. Sorry, um, shortbill spearfish and all that coming in earlier up the top. So. Who knows? So have you uh, caught anything exotic yourself so far this summer? Um, I caught one magnificent hangover, I must admit. I, I tagged and released, you'd be pleased to know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it's, the fishing has been hard. But in simply saying that, the weather is pretty extreme out here. So you are very limited to as to where you can go safely. And, uh, you know, we're working the, the wind and the tide in the same direction and being on the outside of only tagging. What happens with the wind is it, it takes the form of the land and it screams down the place and all over the place. So trying to keep your 
in touch with your bait is very, very difficult. But yeah, we've nailed some nice fish. I let, I've got a policy on this bait that um, any fish that's been damaged, you know, has got a cranky eye or half a fin or whatever, he goes back and we struggled a bit yesterday. They've got a good feed, a nice, big nice trevally though. That was shishimi last night. And this nicest snapper of the day had a big bung eye, so see you later, fella, have another go. You know? Yeah, why is that a policy on your boat? That seems interesting. Well, it's just one of those things. I, I, I figure that if he's if he survived from having a damaged eye, obviously as a young fish or hmm. whatever, and it's healed over, and he's one-eyed, he deserves another go. <laughs> it's not like, you know, you desperately need fish. It's a bit like me, you know. Take it or release me. Let me go. <laughs> Take it or release me indeed. Hey, um, Bruce, uh, tied into that, what we were talking about, about the warmer warmer weather, warmer water and things, there was that, that report that yep. came out last week. I can't remember who put it out there, but saying sort of from about Fakatane up towards sort of Waihee, Coromandel, uh, a lot more great white sightings than normal. Now, we know that they're always there, but the fact we're seeing more of them, does, what, what does that mean for you? It's, it's a hard one. My first comment on that would be if you take the population from 20 years ago to what it is now, you've got four times the amount of eyes looking in the water, be it fishermen or people on beaches and, and aware of it. So they've always been there. I mean, we had some bronzies up giving the snapper a bit of a hard time uh, day before yesterday and, and only tangy. And the bronzies out of the barrier are just absolutely prolific. Literally, you've just got to be careful. Mm. But you've also got to remember they're not man-eaters. You know, they'll mm. bite you because you look like food. and It's like us picking up an apple and trying it and spit it out. The collateral damage is pretty, pretty ugly. But we've only got one man, man-eater in New Zealand. That's a tiger shark. And generally, I've only seen them well out by the barrier when we've been boardwalk fishing, you know. So are there any more? I don't know. Uh, why would they would be there? It's got to be for food. They're there for food. So, um, you know, is that saying that there's more food in that area there? I don't know. Um, it's Speak- just one of those things, you know. Speaking of uh, food, uh, what's the flavour of the of the summer so far for the snapper? Uh, um well, again, it's been fresh bait. Once the fish have done their spawning thing, and, and all the snapper that we're getting now have completely spawned, they're empty of it. And then they sort of they get a bit sort of lazy over that Christmas period, and then they'll go on the bite because over the, the rest of the summer, what they have to do is to regain their body fat and condition to prepare themselves for winter because in winter, we're completely different. You know, we're eating inside, we're eating stews and roasts and all that sort of thing, whereas in summer, we're barbecuing. The same thing with the snapper when they go out into the deeper water uh, or even the ones that are fat and lazy like me that can't be bothered going too far and staying around the local rocks and the reefs. You know, their diet is completely different because their body fat is built up and they just snack on what they want and when they feel like it, you know. So, um, yeah, at the moment, uh, fresh bait. I'm finding, dragging the bait net around, getting some fresh bait. They get hit and they stay together pretty well because a lot of the fish are just mouthing baits at the moment as they would be on the crabs and bits and pieces that they're feeding on at the present. What's your uh, go-to fresh bait? Are you catch kawai and throw that out or your yellowtail or is there something out there that me as a novice fisherman needs to know? Well, the ideal bait is um, snapper and kingfish candy, and that's piper. If you can get piper, brilliant. That's your best bait you'll ever get. Your jack max, your um, you know, baby cowboys and the likes of that. Well, again, six and a half a dozen. It's the way you present them. Uh, you know, you one of the best lessons I've taught a mate back in the days. I think I'd 
caught my limited fish. I think it was about 80 fish back in those days. And he and his mate had not caught one. And we're all using fresh piper. And they were getting grumpy because I was rubbing in it, but I must have been. Mm. And I said, do you want to catch fish? And they said, right, wind up. And they bought these uh, baits up. And the way they'd rigged them, they were bent. So there's no quadriplegic pilchards or anything swimming around the ocean. <laughs> so I straightened up their baits, put them out. They'd both got hit. And at that point, I was pulling the anchor up. So straightening up the baits, that, oh, I need to know this. Look, because cause my, my my sister's uh, partner uh, has just got a, a nice boat and he's struggling at the minute. So talk about straightening up the baits because I, I need to give all these tips so we can start catching some fish. Well, you know, if, if a bait is straight, especially if there's any current, it will lay in the current and, and act like a wounded fish. Whereas if it's bent, it rolls around and it's just not natural. Mm. And you'll find that the, the smaller fish will come in and rip the guts out of it and the likes of that, but they tend not to, to be taken by the bigger fish. They, they're not dumb, but present it in a nice straight way with the hooks well exposed. See, a lot of people hide their hooks thinking, oh, you know, that snapper won't see that. But, you know, when they strike the fish, do a few wines and the fish falls off, well, it was only sitting in his mouth and it'll slide straight out. They don't see hooks, so with that barb well exposed, when you strike, you're driving that hook straight into the jaw of the fish. Well, that's uh, that's definitely what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've been fishing for three years on the same boat and hardly catching anything. It's me thinking I'm going to be smart and hide the hook so they don't see it. No. <laughs> no, well, you see, you think of they smash up mussels and kinners and all that sort of thing, so, and they're, they're, they're a scavenger, and they'll, they'll have a go at it, and they, they don't see that hook. But, you know, using the right size hook. Now, we never use anything under a 7 bar O or mm. an 8. And that way, the hook barb is well exposed from the bait. And our, our hook-up rate is, you know, is 9 out of 10. You know, it's it, it just makes a huge difference. And also, the big factor is that when you get that fish on board, A, you can grab the top of the hook. It's strong enough and big enough for you to hold it so that when you want to remove it and, say, release a fish, you can twist it out with minimum damage. Um, and that's just the way it is. You know, you don't want to damage anything that you're going to put back. Yeah, it all, it all makes so much sense when Bruce says it, eh, Mitch? It's like, and there's stuff that you think, how did I not think about that? <laughs> well, it's not rocket science. You guys can use your computers and all that sort of thing. You know, I've gone through the university of, of life, you know, getting two diplomas, one a delinquency and one of the responsibility, and that's just because I've spent my life on the water doing these things. Well, Bruce, and, uh, it's nice to pass that knowledge on, you know. Well, that's, that's I'm going to ask you another thing. I'm, I'm just taking over the Ricardo show here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bronzy got my uh, got my jigging rod uh, last year. Uh, snapped it in half. Yeah, good for me. Um, is is anything on the market at the minute? What should I be looking for? What? Oh, so, what are you targeting first of all? Kingies. I want. I want to catch some kingies, mate. Please. <laughs> you want to catch a king. Yeah. Well, the first thing you've got to address is why did the rod snap? You know, if if the drag system was set up on your reel properly, that would have allowed the line to go. It probably it wasn't. can get smacked. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So the drag was too tight. But even so, what it means is actually caring for your rod. You know, you get them shoved in the back of the car up in the boat there and they get knocked. And especially anything with graphite and some of this new composite stuff. If, if they get whacked, you strike back and you hit the rocket launcher, for example. After a while, that dings the uh, glass and that puts a weak spot in it, you know? 
Yeah, I, had, gotcha. I had a rod snap on me, and uh, it was like a bloody rifle shot going off. So I would go in and, uh, you know, you look at the size of the boat you're running and, you know, what fits you and feels comfortable with you. And, and you know, you know, you can't buy cheap. Do it once, do it properly. I mean, I've got some gear here on this boat that's over 30 years old, still functioning perfectly well, but it was quality gear. You know, have a look at your pen stuff, that I rate that. Pen. Beautiful. Your Shimano, all those top brands, they're good because they have to be good, you know? Mm. But again, they'll do a cheaper end, middle end, and the top end. And you look at it as an investment. Beautiful. I like the way you talk. Yeah, a, they call him Captain Swish. They call, should call him Captain Common Sense. Uh, Bruce, um, mate, uh, what, what's your plans my, my for New Year's Eve? I would not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of my wives would agree with that. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do your PR for you, mate. Um, well, what's your plan for New Year's Eve? Well, we're just looking at now, and we've got some friends um, on our other boat, maybe up in Switzerland, so we'll go and now a few snaps for lunch, and I've got a big roast lamb, I've just prepped for uh, putting on the barbecue tonight, might even have a couple of wee chats with my friend Captain Morgan as well as the other guests, oh, and uh, slide into the new year as usual of Sound asleep by 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, Bruce. Thanks for coming on, mate. Have a great New Year, sir. I really appreciate your time. Anytime. Go, go well. Be safe out there. It is windy, guys. So even if you want to go for a fishing desk, but go off a beach that's really shallow, straight line out there, you'll learn. Take the kids and teach them how to fish. Catch some bait fish, and, and you'll do well. It's what the life's all about. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, Captain Swish there, uh, Bruce Duncan with us. His book, uh, Hauraki Golf Fishing Hotspots, is available now, mate. You should get that for your brother-in-law because it's got all the GPS coordinates and everything in it as well. So just teaches you where to go and, 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 and where to be uh, to do that. He's he's a man in the know. I might actually catch some fish this year. You I never reckon. know. Yeah. You never know. Matt never Dobson, know. if you're listening, uh, we're out, son. <laughs> we're out. We're out indeed. Seven away from nine here on SENZ Brecky. The Kevin